it's Thursday, April the 28th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Putin blusters in the West's general direction and Meta saves face. First, the world in brief. Vladimir Putin warned the Western countries to expect a, quote, lightning-fast response if they meddle in Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Quote, we have all the tools no one can boast of, he went on. Given the ponderous pace of Russia's current attack, it seems likely he was referring to his nuclear arsenal. Britain's foreign minister promised to go, quote, further and faster to push Russia out of the whole of Ukraine. She also said the West would similarly come to the aid of Moldova if Russia were to invade there. Gas prices jumped across Europe after Gazprom, Russia's state-controlled energy giant, cut deliveries to Bulgaria and Poland. The EU accused Russia of trying to, quote, blackmail the bloc. Locked out of most dollar trades, Russia has demanded that, quote, unfriendly buyers pay for their gas in rubles which Poland has refused to do. Almost half of its gas, and 90% of Bulgaria's, comes from Russia. Meanwhile, Russia imposed sanctions, including travel bans, on 287 British MPs, in retaliation for Britain's support for Ukraine. Microsoft said that Kremlin-backed hackers have launched hundreds of cyber attacks on Ukraine, seemingly timed to support Russia's, quote, kinetic military operations, such as bombing communications infrastructure. They have also been spreading propaganda, for instance telling civilians in the besieged city of Mariupol the Ukrainian troops had abandoned them. Other analysts have expressed surprise at Russia's previously lacklustre attempts at cyber warfare. Meta's share price rose by nearly a fifth in post-session trading, after it reported that daily active users of Facebook increased by 4% year-over-year to $1.96 billion in the most recent quarter. The social media firm also booked its slowest quarterly sales growth since going public a decade ago. Yet with revenues of $27.9 billion, this was up by 7% year-on-year and a kind relief one day after disappointing figures from Alphabet. Wednesday was a mixed day in court for Elon Musk. A judge found in his favour in Delaware, where Tesla's shareholders had sued its CEO for having allegedly paid dearly to acquire SolarCity, a rooftop panel maker in which he held a stake in 2016. Meanwhile, a federal judge refused to free Mr Musk from a settlement from 2018 that requires Twitter's new owner to clear his own tweets with financial regulators. Two senior figures from Archegos Capital Management were charged with racketeering and fraud in America. Bill Huang and Patrick Halligan, the founder and former chief financial officer of the wealth management firm, manipulated the price of stocks and lied to banks, said prosecutors. Archegos defaulted last year, causing global banks including Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, Morgan Stanley and Nomura Holdings to lose more than $10 billion. The European Commission formally warned Hungary that it risks losing access to EU funds if it fails to reform how it disperses money from the bloc, citing, quote, 
serious concerns of fraud in its procurement processes. Auditors have found irregularities in 4% of Hungary's spending of EU funds, compared with an average of 0.4% among other member states. And fact of the day, 5.9 million, the number of items blocked by Twitter in the first half of 2021, up from 1.9 million in 2019. And now, here's today's agenda. A sharp but ephemeral slowdown in America. As a snapshot of the American economy, it will be ugly. Data due out on Thursday will probably show that growth in the first quarter of 2022 slumped to an annual pace of about 1%. That is down from nearly 7% in the final quarter of 2021. But snapshots can be misleading, not least when GDP is in focus. The oddities of growth accounting explain the slowdown. A build-up of retail inventories puffed up GDP late last year. A rundown of them subtracted from it early this year. Growth is expected to rebound to closer to 3% over the remainder of 2022. The bigger worry is inflation now running at a four-decade high. That makes it all but certain that the Federal Reserve will jack up interest rates in the coming months. One quarter of superficially weak growth will not change that. Russia's paper bear Russia's army was supposed to be a world-beating force. After botching a war with Georgia in 2008, It was slashed in size, showered with cash and battle-hardened in eastern Ukraine and Syria. But its performance in Ukraine this year has been a shambles, prompting some Western officials to wonder if it is a paper bear. Russia's invasion has been marred by poor planning and disgruntled soldiers. A lot of the army's problems, such as endemic corruption, rigid logistics and the absence of a cadre of non-commissioned officers, a structural. One senior NATO official warns that it is too early to draw sweeping conclusions. Quote, the war is still going on, he cautions. Both sides are adapting. But a retired European general said he is reminded of his visits to East Germany and Poland after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Quote, we realised how shite the Third Shock Army was, he says, referring to a much-vaunted Soviet formation. Quote, We've again allowed ourselves to be taken in by some of the propaganda that they put our way. Oil Majors in the Black ExxonMobil, Chevron and Total Energies, three oil majors, will report earnings on Thursday and Friday. This time last year, Oil bosses were thirsty for good news after the COVID-induced global slowdown inflicted multi-billion dollar losses across their industry in 2020. But today's high prices mean analysts are predicting profits at a level not seen since 2008. Brent crude, the international benchmark, averaged $98 per barrel over the first quarter of 2022, 
18% higher than in the previous three months. Will the good times endure? Oil prices may spike again if the war in Ukraine escalates. But rising interest rates in big economies could dampen demand and thus profits. Such uncertainty makes investment in new extraction less appealing. Increased cash flows may instead be ploughed into share buybacks and dividend payouts. Still, shareholders who clung on through the dark days of 2020 will at least see their patience rewarded. Erdogan builds bridges in Saudi Arabia Not long ago, a handshake between Rajiv Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, and Mohammed bin Salman, Saudi Arabia's crown prince, would have been unimaginable. But it will take place on Thursday, when Mr Erdogan arrives in Riyadh, the Saudi capital. In 2018, relations between the two leaders, already strained, turned toxic after a Saudi hit squad murdered Jamal Khashoggi, a Saudi dissident journalist, inside the country's consulate in Istanbul. With an economy hobbled by 61% inflation and in desperate need of a cash injection from abroad, Turkey is trying to build bridges with its former foe. Prince Mohammed relented only after Turkey transferred the trial of 26 Saudis accused of killing Mr Khashoggi to Saudi Arabia. The Crown Prince, widely believed to have ordered the murder, was never expected to answer for the crime. But any hope that the people who carried it out would see justice has now disappeared. Keeping the NFL competitive How do you keep a sports league competitive? Bayern Munich have just won their 10th consecutive German Bundesliga, while Paris Saint-Germain have taken the French title eight times in the past 10 years. One potential solution could be to bring young players into teams through a draft system, as America's National Football League has done since 1936. In the NFL system, teams are ranked in reverse order based on their performance in the previous season. Those that fared worst get the first pick of emerging talent from the country's colleges. For this year's draft, which begins in Las Vegas on Thursday, the Jacksonville Jaguars get first dibs. The idea is not perfect. Teams are sometimes accused of intentionally losing games once out of contention for the playoffs in order to get a better draft ranking the following season. But the NFL is more competitive than many European leagues. 13 different teams have won the Super Bowl in the past 20 years. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day. On Friday, your challenge is to give all five answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. Who was the oldest child of Henry VIII? Wednesday. Which Channel Island bans cars and has a parliament called the Chief Please?
Finally, here's the quote of the day from Francis Bacon. The feelings of desperation and unhappiness are more useful to an artist than the feeling of contentment, because desperation and unhappiness stretch your whole sensibility. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 